Hello, everyone. Welcome to this message for Akron Alliance Fellowship Church in Akron, Ohio. We appreciate you being here. This is for Sunday, May 21st, 2023. Thank you so much for joining me today. My name is Melvin Gaines, and this is going to be a very interesting message, I think. So uh, buckle your seatbelts and hang on, and hopefully you'll enjoy it. Uh, We appreciate you being here. It's going to deal with a very important subject, though, and it's a subject that just kept coming up over and over and over again uh, as I was preparing for this message as uh, long as uh, three weeks ago. <laughs> it has to do with stress, and it's something that we should be talking about and talking about as often as necessary, given the state of the world that we live in today. Amen? The title of the message is, For When You're Not Using Your Slingshot. Amen. Uh, let's go ahead and look to the Lord with a word of prayer, and we'll get started. Father, we thank you for your presence this at this time, Lord, where you just now we ask that you help us to sit quietly and hear you speak. And Lord, the words that I use, I want those to be the words of the Holy Spirit, not my own words. I thank you, Lord, for your inspiration and in putting together messages and and doing so in such a manner where they make sense, they're coherent, and we pray that what's being said today will be exactly that in our lives, and that can be used for application purposes. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. We ask all of these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. We live in a day and age where all of us are more conscious of our surroundings. As we have matured, we know of the importance of driving defensively. Now, that advice is especially important today. When we are out in public, even when taking walks in the park, it's best to go in pairs for safety's sake. In a family, the husband is to care for his wife. If the wife is out with the children, her role is to look after the children and keep them safe. Family members look after each other and, when called upon, fulfill roles to protect one another from harm. Do you remember the famous line in the nationwide insurance commercials, Life Comes at You Fast? When life happens fast, we often face very real challenges that get our immediate attention. I'm going to share with you one of those life-changing moments. This story is from the Epoch Times. A heroic Michigan teenager was able to prevent his younger sister from being kidnapped by firing off a slingshot at the would-be kidnapper, according to Michigan State Police. Police said at a May 15th press conference that an eight-year-old girl was hunting for mushrooms in her backyard in the city of Alpena on May 10th when she felt the alleged assailant grab her. According to Lieutenant John Grimshaw with the Michigan State Police Alpena Post, the 17-year-old suspect entered through the woods onto the young girl's property and came up behind her before grabbing her Quote, like you'd see in a movie, his hand over the mouth, arm around the waist. He then attempted to pull the victim into the woods, Grimshaw said. However, the girl's older brother, age 14, saw the commotion occurring outside and grabbed his slingshot and any ammunition he could find before approaching the suspect and firing two shots at him, hitting him in the head and chest. Thanks to the young boy's quick-thinking actions, his sister was able to escape the would-be kidnapper, police said. 
He really is the one that I believe saved his sister's life or from something seriously bad happening to her, Grimshaw said. For a 14-year-old to see that and to pop into action that quickly is extraordinary, and he should be commended for it. Police found the suspect hiding in a gas station later that same day after being informed about the attempted kidnapping by the girl's family, Grimshaw said. He was subsequently arrested, according to officials. Grimshaw said the would-be kidnapper was easily identifiable owing to the multiple injuries he had sustained from the slingshot. What he did also helped us identify who the suspect was because obviously the suspect had injuries from being hit with the slingshot and those were things that helped us identify who it was. Grimshaw said of the young boy's actions. The suspect has not been named. He allegedly told police during interviews that he planned on severely beating the child. Local news outlet M Live reported. He has been charged as an adult with one count of attempted kidnapping, child enticement, attempted assault to do great bodily harm, less than murder, and one count of assault and battery, according to the publication. Here is an example of how an extraordinary story of how a 14-year-old in a very stressful situation was able to act quickly and thwart the efforts of a predator in protecting his 8-year-old sister from harm. The slingshot is an obvious reminder of how someone was cool under fire. The entire account of David and Goliath is in the 17th chapter of 1 Samuel, and that can be your homework for today's reading. But we will cover an excerpt from this amazing story. Turn your Bibles and electronic devices to 1 Samuel chapter 17. Let's look at verses 40 through 50. 1 Samuel 17 verses 40 through 50. And this is going to be in the New International Version. 1 Samuel 17, starting at verse 40. Then he, being David, took his staff in hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in hand, approached the Philistine. Meanwhile, the Philistine, Goliath, with his shield-bearer in front of him, kept coming closer to David. He looked David over and saw that he was a little more than a boy, glowing with health and handsome, and he despised him. Verse 43, he said to David, Am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Come here, he said, and I'll give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals. Verse 45, David said to the Philistine, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of our Lord, of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. This very day, I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those who gathered, all those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands." Verse 48, as the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him, reaching into his bag and taking out a stone. He slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead and he fell face down on the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone. Without a sword in his hand, he struck down the Philistine and killed him. 
For those of you wondering how a slingshot with stones can inflict such force, Gerald Walker in the Flying Circus of Physics writes that David's sling had a flexible pocket with two straps that could build up enough kinetic energy to hurl a stone of 25 grams, about one ounce, at 100 kilometers per hour, which is 62 miles an hour, to hit his target 200 meters or 656 feet or more away. A lot of force. David's triumph reminded me of how we are victorious in facing opposition as we live for Jesus. Take a look at Isaiah 54, verse 17. And remember, David was very clear, too, that the Lord was doing the fighting um, through David against the Philistine, against the army, the Philistines as well, too. But look at Isaiah 54, verse 17. Isaiah 54, verse 17. This will be from the New King James Version. No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. David's triumph over Goliath was the result of remaining faithful, focused, and determined under a highly stressful situation. The young man who saved his sister did the same thing. They are both examples as to how when life happens fast, God enables you and I to meet the challenge. As life happens, the world conditions you to be on the alert and be ready to act. Take a look at 1 Peter chapter 5. Go to 1 Peter 5 and let's look at verses 8 and 9. 1 Peter 5 verses 8 and 9. We need to be aware of our surroundings, aware of what's going on, um, because that's just being prudent. 1 Peter 5, verses 8 and 9. This will be from the English Standard Version. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him. Firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. In the New Living Translation version of this verse, being sober-minded and watchful sums up by the words, stay alert. Stay alert. Staying alert requires giving your attention to your environs, being aware of your surroundings. In many ways, staying alert could often be very stressful life is full of different stresses of course that's what life is and stress can be magnified when unexpected events take place at some point we have to manage our stress as we can't eliminate it from our lives if a person or a family lives in a high crime area you can see how important this really is God's word is already telling us this because he warns us about Satan and his demons, our active enemies. We have the warnings in scripture about what to look out for. Go to Ephesians 6, verse 12. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. 
And sometimes, honestly, we are in a wrestling match. And, of course, there's stresses that go with that. Ephesians 6, verse 12, English Standard Version. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. When life happens fast, we are called to be alert and to be ready to respond. However, we need to know how to live and thrive when we're not on high alert, using our slingshot or whatever we would use for our defense. We have to find a way to live and take our stress levels down. We can't live on high alert all the time. We can't live with such a high amount of stress all the time. We need to define stress for this exercise, though, because it sometimes means different things under different circumstances. According to the American Psychological Association, stress is a normal reaction to everyday pressures, but it can become unhealthy when it upsets your day-to-day functioning. Stress involves changing uh, changes, pardon me, affecting nearly every system of the body, influencing how people feel and behave. If unchecked, stress has a debilitating effect. It contributes directly to psychological and physiological disorder and disease and affects mental and physical health, reducing quality of life. From a biblical perspective, we need to make sure that we are not worrying about things that God has already covered for us. Our food, our clothing, our finances, our transportation. Just because we can't see the end result if there's an issue doesn't mean that God hasn't already handled it. The formula in all cases to reduce stress is to increase your faith. Start with looking directly to your Heavenly Father. Matthew chapter 6, verses 33 and 34 uh, in the English Standard Version says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And then verse 34, Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. We have a tendency to pile on and bring stress on in our lives when we get ahead of ourselves. When we start overthinking things. At some point, you have to put down your slingshot. While you can't avoid the stresses in staying alert, you can manage them. We manage stress by giving it all, all of it, over to Jesus. All of it. And I'll say it again, all of it. Not just some of it. David had the mindset of being a winner because of the close relationship that he had with God. He already had that mindset even as he was going into battle against Goliath, who everyone else was terrified of. But David knew that he already was going to get the victory because of his relationship with Jesus, with, with the Lord, excuse me, with God. In contrast, we may experience defeat because we leave God out of the picture. But we just can't do this. We can't do it. Let's explore four remedies for the stress in our life. The Latin word for remedy is remedium. 
re and meteor, which means to heal. Note that the following list I'm going to give to you is by no means a complete solution for combating stress. For example, if you're dealing with anxiety or depression, it may require medical attention that includes counseling and perhaps even medication. All of us, though, regardless of whether you're in that category or not, still need to turn to these remedies that Jesus provides for us. Number one, rest. Rest. Get your rest. How much sleep do you get at night? I can't tell you how many times I've heard in the last few days about people who are having trouble with sleep at night. In order to diminish stress in your life, you've got to get a good night's sleep. In order to experience God's peace, you need to be well rested. We need to rest. Hey, taking naps are a great thing too. So don't discount the importance of that as well. Please turn to Psalm 4, verse 8. Psalm 4, verse 8. Psalm 4, verse 8. This will be the English Standard Version. Verse 8, Psalm 4. In peace I will both lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Notice how it says lie down and sleep. That's pretty important there. And because we're relying upon the Lord, because he is our protection, he's our covering. Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. I'll go ahead and read that. Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. English Standard Version. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Verse 29. Take your yoke, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. If we could just remember that verse as often as possible. But that's a great verse to remember. Get some rest. Rest in the Lord Jesus Christ. Number two, read. Reading in general reduces stress as you take your mind to a different place. So that means all reading is good. Um... Well, with the exceptions of those things that are not going to be beneficial for your mindset or for following the Lord. Amen. There's a lot of other books that you can choose. Of course, reading the Bible is where you can learn more about how to bring Jesus into your life more and more as you receive and retain God's word. Because what's the purpose of reading the Bible? You want to learn from the Lord and retain the word, hiding the word in your heart so that you don't sin against God. Jesus is the living word. That's in John chapter 1, verse 1. And we have everything that we need to manage stress as we trust and rely upon him. Turn to Romans chapter 15. Let's look at verse 4. Romans 15, verse 4. Romans 15, verse 4. English Standard Version as well. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the Scriptures we might have hope. Amen. 
Let's go ahead and now turn to Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. You may know where I'm going with this, but it's verses 7 through 9. Joshua chapter 1, verses 7 through 9. This will be the New Living Translation. Remember what Joshua's role was. He was taking over for Moses as a leader of the people of Israel. A lot of responsibility. Had to be highly stressful just thinking about such a prospect. Even when you have confidence in who you are before the Lord and you're being obedient, it doesn't mean that you won't experience stress. But look what the Lord said to Joshua to help him as he assumed this role. Verse 7, Joshua chapter 1. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. That's our call. We need to read the Bible. Read the book. Meditate on it day and night, so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. That's why we do daily Bible readings. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Verse 9, this is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen and amen. And we need that reassurance from Scripture. That's why we need to stay in the Word. When we're not in the Word, we can't be encouraged by God because... You're not listening to him. You're not paying attention to what he's saying. And one more passage uh, about reading. 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17. 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17. This is going to be the NIV version. And it's a memory verse for all of us. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Amen. That's why we read scripture. It's God speaking to us. It's his truth. It's his reassurance to us to help us get through those moments where things are unbalanced, things are stressful, things are out of hand. And yet he also encourages us with it. Number three, reflect. To reflect means reflecting or mirroring God's goodness by living in obedience to Jesus. You're remembering what God says to you in his word and now you're living it out. You're mirroring God's goodness before others. The more time that you spend with him in prayer and study, and Jesus is going to shape you in this whole process just like the potter shapes the clay, He's going to shape you in the power of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit's going to give you what you need and strengthen you through those times of stress and difficulty. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, in the New King James Version says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. That's what we always want to strive for. Living in such a manner where we're honoring the Lord Jesus Christ. Retreating and going away from what was old and going to what is new. Living in Jesus. You know, you, you overcome stress in that manner too. Because those things that have been, may have been very stressful 
in the old days, maybe much less stressful because now you're trusting in the comfort and presence of Jesus Christ. Turn to Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Let's take a look at one more passage here. Well, at least another passage anyway. Galatians 2, verse 20. This is from the English Standard Version. Verse 20, Galatians 2. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live in by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. We can do so much more when we rely upon the presence of Jesus Christ through the power of the Spirit. We can do so much more. We can go so much further. We can achieve much greater in much greater manner. We can overcome stress with God's presence. The fruit of the Spirit that we read about in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23, will help you manage, overcome, and endure these periods of stress, anxiousness, or loneliness. There is nothing to fear when you embrace God's love for you. And that's what's important to recognize here. Go to 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. 1 John 4, 18. 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. And this is the distinction, honestly, between those who know Jesus personally and those who don't. Because love has to be involved in the process. God's love for us. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears has not been perfected in love. What are we talking about being fearful of? Uh, our, our very lives, our very souls. The love of Jesus is the one who casts out fear. And he alleviates from a stress standpoint. There's no reason for any believer in Jesus Christ to have any kind of stressfulness about what's going to happen to uh, that person uh, when they pass on from here. We live in confidence that Jesus has our very souls in his hand. And that's the love that we're referring to, the love of Jesus Christ. And some of the things that happen in this world will grow strangely dim the more we look to Jesus, the more we focus on the light of Jesus, uh, the living water who Jesus is. Um, that's where we need to always be focused as believers and always making sure that we relay this information to others as we go as well, too. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. In the English Standard Version says, but God shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. We were sinners. We need salvation. We need the salvation of Jesus Christ. And thankfully, God gave himself for us on the cross. There is no reason for us to be stressful about what's going to happen to us later. Those who don't know Jesus, they, they have every reason to be stressed out about it because they don't know exactly where they're going to wind up. But believers can know exactly where they're going to be with confidence because they believe and trust in Jesus Christ. If you haven't already done so, now's the time to turn your life completely over to Jesus. He's the reason why you're here. But he wants you to live a life in a relationship with him. Jesus is also the reason we can, and this is point number four, rejoice. 
rejoice. We all need to celebrate our victories in Jesus through our adversity with the confidence that God loves us. Amen. Go to Romans chapter 5. Let's look at verses 1 through 5. Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. And believers need to rejoice more and more and show people that not that they're crazy, but they're crazy about Jesus and that they are living in such a manner where they're looking to Jesus to help help through a crazy life that we live in right now. We need to rejoice. And it's okay if people ask questions. Why are you rejoicing? And you can explain to them exactly why. And here's what you can tell them too. Romans chapter 5, starting at verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. There is reasons to rejoice even when there is adversity. Now flip over to Philippians chapter 4. We're going to read verses 4 through 9. Philippians 4, verses 4 through 9. This is going to be from the New International Version. Philippians 4, verse 4. Follow along in your version, please. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Verse 5. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. In verse 8, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, Whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. If you're doing all of this, the levels of stress have to come way down. They just have to. After all is said and done, you can try to hang on to stress, try to live with it, or you can give your life to Jesus and trust in the peace that he gives to you through the Holy Spirit. Let's look at one more passage. John chapter 14, verse 26 and 27. John chapter 14 verses 26 and 27. This is from the New Ash International Version also. The Holy Spirit enables us through this entire situation, this entire process of alleviating stress. It's the Spirit that has to help us with this. Verse 26, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, 
will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. That's what the Spirit does. In verse 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Amen. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Keep your slingshot handy for when you need it most. But manage your stress in the peace and confidence that Jesus already has the victory. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your teaching and your reminders of your goodness because of your word. Lord, you've done so much for us. And Lord, you've even told us in your word that there's much more that you can do for us if we simply allow it to happen. We thank you, Lord, for giving us remedies to alleviate and lessen the stresses we experience in our lives. Lord, we thank you for your protection. And we thank you for all that you have done to keep us. Lord, may we always remain faithful to you. Be prayerful to you. Reading your scripture to hear what you have to say to us. And thank you for enabling us to be able to convey your truth. And thank you, Lord, for giving us the hearts that can rejoice for all that you have done and all that you will do for us. All the promises that you still are going to fulfill. Thank you, Lord, for all of these things. Bless us and keep us now, Lord. Help us to trust you more and more as we want to take down our stress levels more and more. We give you praise and thanks in all these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us us today for today's message for Akron Alliance Fellowship Church for Sunday, May 21st, 2003. Through 2023. I don't know why I keep doing that. 2023. We appreciate you being here. God bless you. Take care of yourselves, and we will see you next time.